Last week we picked off this message series called Dream Again, and I got a little wild last week. I can't promise you I won't this week, because um, I just love what I am preaching about. Last week we talked about how your dream has to die so that God's dream can live, and we said that there's two ways for you to do that. We said you got to yield your dream. We got to yield our dream to God. We got to go, okay, God, this is you. This is about you, for you. This is I, this thing's got to die. We said we got to stop doing CPR on the dream that uh, we have, so that God can uh, put His dream inside of us. And then we said we got to yield to the process. That's the hardest part of the whole thing. It's just saying, okay, God, you can have this process, but God has a big dream for your life. Proverbs twenty nine says it like this: If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what God reveals, When they do the stuff that God has opened their eyes to do, they are most blessed. And that's the kind of life I want you to live. That's the kind of church we have. I want you to live that most blessed life. I want you to live that life where God's moving in your family and doing big things in your life. you got to do something for that to happen, though. The Bible says, if they attend to what He reveals. If people will decide, okay, this is God's way. This isn't my dream. This is God's dream for my life. And I'm going to surrender my dream, and I want to get in... God's dream for my life because God has big dreams for you. John 10 and 10, you know this. He says it like this, that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I came so they can have real and eternal life, more and better life, listen, than you've ever dreamed possible. God said, There's, I've got a dream for you that's bigger than your dream for you. I know, I know you've dreamed about a good marriage, but I've got a great marriage for you. I, I know you're dreaming about just, just getting by, just paying the bills, but I've got abundance in store for you. I know you're just dreaming about no more pain, but I've got healing for you. And God's got bigger dreams for you. And we just said, you know, we've got to uh, decide that we want God's dreams to live in us. Here's the problem. Most of the time, we believe God has a case of mistaken identity. Most of the times we don't believe God is actually talking to us when we hear that dream in our life. We say there's no way that God's talking to me. We, 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 think, we think, you know, God, God, God just calls our name and, 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 and at some point God's going to go, I'm so sorry. When I said John, I meant Juan. I'm so sorry. Como se dice, my bad. I'm sorry. I, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I got myself tickled about that. I didn't. I didn't even mean to call you. I was talking to Juan and you, you answered. That is not ever how God works. Listen, the God of the Bible never makes a mistake. If He's put something inside of you, He's talking to you. I know it sounds crazy. You say, you mean God put a dream inside of me when I walked by and saw a financial peace university? Yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Because God saw a move to Texas and a brand new church and people serving. God saw all of this and He called your name. He called Jose and Nicole's name that day a couple of years ago. And He's calling some of your name. And some of us just think, man, there's no way that God is calling me. But God always gets it right. He has set you. The Bible said He sets us in heavenly places. That means He puts me here. Look around where you are right now. Just kind of look around. Some of you are looking at your spouse going, God, He put me with you. Oh, God. The Bible said He sets you there. He puts you there. In other words, if there's something in your life, you're looking around and going, God, I don't know that this is really your will. Listen, God said, no, no, no. I set you there. I put you there. But here's the, here, here's the thing that happens. we got to talk about sin when you get in the will of God. Let's talk about sin real quick. And I know that, I know that some of you grew up in a very, very strict religious environment. And, and man, you hear about that. But listen, sin's in the Bible. We're going to talk about sin here. We're just not going to talk about it maybe the way you used to talk about it. Sin simply means this. This is what the Greek word sin means. It just means to miss the mark. It means that I miss 
the thing I was supposed to do. I was supposed to go this way and I missed the mark. It means when I'm not living in my destiny, when I'm not doing the thing that God has called me to do, living in the dream God has for me, when I live less than what God has planned for me, that's sin. When I live less than what God, that's a brand new baby. When I live less than what God's planned for me, then that's sin. Some of us, listen, we have a continual, consistent sin problem in our life. We're consistently living less than, making choices that are less than God's best for us. Say amen to that. That's sin. That's saying, I know God's called me to live this way, but I'm going to live this way. I know God's called me to do better here, but I'm going to do this. I know God's calling me here, but I'm just going to go there. That, my brothers and sisters, is sin. And if you continually do that, you'll find yourself out of the will of God, not because you weren't set in His will, but because sin separated you from His will. Because this separation happens when you decide, I'm going to do it my way. I'm gonna, I, this is what I think about it, and I don't want what, what you want for me. Here's what I want to help you with today for the next half an hour or so. I want to help you discover your area of destiny. If you're taking notes, I hope that you are in the back of your worship guide. Would you write that down? I want you to discover your area of destiny today. As you talk about dreams and sort of what it means to dream, I, I want you to discover this is what God has for you. And here's what we said last week. Don't forget this. We said that God's glory and your comfort rarely hold hands. That God's glory and your comfort rarely go hands in hand. So some of you are going to look at your area of destiny by the time we're done today. You're going to, you're going to decide, man, God's placed me in this area. This... This is what God's called me to do, but, but it's going to be uncomfortable for you. Let me just be honest with you. you got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. You're going to have to get to the point where you say, I'm, I'm, I'm embracing the discomfort because God has set me in this area. I, I want to help you discover that area of destiny. I want to help you uncover that because it's already inside of you. I just want you to sort of dig deep. I want to uncover all that stuff, that sin that's on the top of your destiny and say underneath there, this is the area of destiny that you have. And I hope by the end of the, the time uh, that we have together today, you'll begin to live in that. If you're taking notes, I want you to do this. Here's the first question I want you to ask yourself. What do you see? What do you see in your life, around you, in your area? I cannot overstate the importance of vision in your life. I have wore glasses since I was about... Uh, 12 years old. All my glasses wears or, or, or uh, contact wears. If you wear contacts, I think that you have a little bit of a devil. Like, I don't know how you touch your eyeball. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think that's a little bit satanic. Uh, that, 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 <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying that, that, that you touch your own eyeball. I think that's weird and, and don't, don't ever show me. So, I've worn glasses, you know, since, since you know, I was 10, I don't know, 11, 12 years old. And, and so I, I feel like they're just a part. Of, but because I've worn them for, you know, 20 plus years, uh, I get, don't, don't, don't send me an email talking about what I need to do. If you're an optometrist, do not give me your card. I ain't trying. But listen, I don't like going to the eye doctor. I don't like it. I don't like that little puff of devil smoke they put in your eyeball. You know what I'm talking about? Where they, where they poke. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. That. That's, it's the flames of hell coming right at my eyeball, <laughs> and I hate that. And we have a history of glaucoma in my family, so they, so they do it every time, and, and I just, I hate it, I hate it. I don't want to go there. And so the last time I got my eyes checked, which was a long time ago, I, um, I, I went to the doctor, and I had to read the thing on the, you know what I mean, where you, where you do the deal. And, like, when you wear glasses for a long time, I'm just kind of, I'm kind of sneaky like this. Like, I'll just memorize it, you know what I'm saying? I'll just be like, 
And so, but I couldn't do it. And he, you know, he made me cover it. Like I did the iPad thing. He's like, cover your right eye, cover your left eye, you know. And I had covered this and, and I, I, uh, with, with one eye, I was, I could read it fine. The other eye, I just made it up. I was like, E, E, A, E, I, O, U, sometimes Y. I think that's sometimes Y at the bottom. I couldn't see nothing. I couldn't see nothing on the deal. He was like, man, how do you how do you do it? Like, do you have any problems reading? I said, no, I have any problems reading. He said, do you have any problems seeing me drive? I have no problem. Your glasses, I have no problems whatsoever. Here's what he said. He said, well, you've gotten used to living with poor vision in that eye. And some of you have gotten used to living with poor vision. That you don't think anything's wrong with you. You don't think there's anything wrong with how you stumble and wander around your life without living in your area of destiny, without doing the thing God's called you to do, simply because you've learned how to compensate for your other eye. The other areas of your life have learned to compensate for the poor vision that you have. Well, I'm just a good public speaker. I, I can just, man, I don't really have a way out. I'll just talk my way into something. You ever met somebody like that? I'll, I'll, or, or I'll work my way into it. I don't have vision. I'll just work extra hard. And then, and then somehow I'll just land, you know, on my feet. Listen, that, that is overcompensating for poor vision. Some of us have, have overcompensated so long, you don't remember what it was like to have 20-20 spiritual vision. Where you knew that God had called you to do this. You knew that you were living in your area of destiny. So the first thing you got to do is ask yourself, what do I see? Everything's not okay in my life. I've got to decide, God, what is it that I really see? What do you want me to see? When you don't have vision for your marriage, it's going to end up in divorce. It doesn't matter how hard you work on it or how many Hallmark movies y'all watch together. It ain't gonna work. When you don't have vision for your financial freedom, when you don't when you don't make a plan and you don't you don't have vision for that, you, you may you may make a ton of money and still be in financial bondage. Some of the some of the most broke people I know make a ton of money. Because if you don't have vision for what happens with the money that you have, then you'll always you'll always live in financial uh, bondage. If you don't have a vision for your health, you'll look like this. If you, if you don't if you don't you don't have if you, don't have a, if you don't have a vision, you'll just say, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just do better. I'm going to work out some other day. You know what I mean? I'm just going to. The other day, I think I saw Bama Patricia. Did I see y'all walking your puppy the other day on our road? We live close to one another, and I thought that was them. I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to make it, you know, uh, seem like I would be interested in walking with them because I, <laughs> I don't exercise. And if it, listen, at the end of the day, if you don't have vision for that, I can't go to the doctor and go, Doc, I don't know what's wrong with you. I know exactly what's wrong with me. Because you don't have vision. If you don't have vision for something in your life, you will never be able to, you'll always miss the mark. You'll always miss the mark. And that, my friends, is sin in your life. The Bible says to him that knows to do good and doesn't do it, it's sin. Let me tell you the, the, a, a better translation. To him that knows God wants vision for your life and vision for your future and a dream to put inside of you and you're not living that, you're sinning. You're living in sin. Let me tell you a quick story about the 2004 Olympics. They were in Athens, and I didn't even know this was an Olympic sport, but apparently rifle shooting is an Olympic sport. Any rednecks know what I'm talking about? Say amen. Yeah, in the back. All the rednecks in the back. Yeah, Pastor G, you're lying to me. You ain't no redneck. You, yeah. Listen, rifle, I didn't know that was the thing, but rifle shooting, it, it, it's, it's an Olympic sport, and there was a guy named Matthew Emmons, Matthew Emmons from the United States, and he was going for the gold. He had already won one gold medal that week in, in Athens, and he was going for his second gold medal. It was just 15 meter, and it was a three-position rifle uh, final, and, and so he, I watched the video over and over uh, this week as I was preparing for this, and he took aim, and you can see you know, the camera's kind of right up on him, like right here, and there's all these contraptions. I don't know, it's the craziest looking thing I've ever seen. And, and he's got this rifle and he fires off three shots. And when you see, 
The next camera shot, his target is blank. There's no shots in his target. And then the next camera frame, it's three bullseyes. It's, it's, it's right in the center. And so you can sort of see this, this, you know, he's looking around kind of confused. And he kind of, he points the gun down and he kind of looks around. And, and you see mouth the words, I shot. I, I don't know why, why my score's not going up. I don't know what's happening. And about 30 seconds later, the announcer comes on, and here's what had happened. This is a true story. He had aimed, it's called crossfire. He had aimed his gun at the person in the next lane, position number two. He made a perfect bullseye, three shots at 15 meters in their target, and he scored a 0.0 and lost the gold medal. Listen, some of us are looking at our bullseye, and you think, look, man, look what all I got. The problem is you're aiming at the wrong target. You, you, you're getting a bullseye in somebody else's lane. It's not in your lane. And, and, and you're, not, you're not doing what God called you to do. So you think, I've shot the gun. I don't understand. I'm better than this. I'm a better shot than this. I'm, I, I, can, I can figure this out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're pointing at the wrong target. This is sort of a once in a career thing. It's just called crossfire. I read a bunch about it. And some people just have it. You know, their eyes just sort of get mixed up about where they're going. And the lanes are close together. And he just... Aimed in lane two and, and, and fired his rifle. And some of you have lived the last five years of your life, the last 20 years of your life, aiming your rifle in somebody else's lane. And when the, when the targets come to the front, you can't find your shot. And you're thinking, man, why can't I do this? I'm a better shot than this. I'm a better husband than this. I'm, I'm a harder worker than this. Why is this not working? The reason it's not working is it's the wrong target. You're aiming towards something that God never called you to aim towards. Successful in business, but your family is in shambles. You've been climbing the ladder of success, but that ladder's leaning against the wrong wall. You were never supposed to be successful in that area of business. God wanted you to do this with your life. And so you've been climbing that ladder and can't figure out why you're not fulfilled. It's because God didn't call you to climb that ladder. He called you to, call, to, to climb this one and you've been sort of and your vision is oh there's no vision in your life and so you live your life aimless and never making the mark and in sin you okay with that say amen first thing you got to do is 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 ask yourself what do i see you got to get vision right here's the second thing you got to do you have to discover your limitations discover your limitations. Would you write that down? You have to discover your limitations. I was raised in a family, and I thank God for this. I was raised in a church that I believed I could do anything. I believed God could could, could answer anything, and I, and I and I praise God for that, Sean. I thank God for the faith that you know you and I were raised and just believed God for anything, and that kind of bled over into the way I was raised. I believed I could personally do anything. You know, I was just a very affirming you know environment, and, and anything was possible. But let me tell you, my brothers and sisters, I can't do everything. I, I can't. I can't. I can't turn a cartwheel. I just, I can't do it. I look like a monkey on crack when I turn a cartwheel. I just, I just look, I'm just flopping everywhere. Just like a, like a, like a crack addict monkey. Just, I'm, 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 there's arms and legs everywhere. Every which way. It's like Twister. I'm just, I'm, I can't, there's just some stuff I can't do. There's some limitations that I have. As much as I want to play basketball, I just can't do it. I, when, when you're, when you're four foot 11, you just can't, you can't, you can't do it. You can't do it. I don't want to hear none of your stories about short basketball players either. Don't do that to me. I, you, I, just, I can't. There's limitations in my, there's limitations in my life. And, and some, of you, some of you have decided to focus on your limitations 
Instead of discovering your limitations, you've decided to be defined by your limitations. Listen, instead of going, well, I can't do that, but I can do this. You've just said, I can't do anything. I'm preaching good to you. Listen close. Write this down. Because because I can't do everything, some of you have decided to do nothing. Because I can't be successful in all of this, I'm just not going to do anything. Because I can't turn cartwheels, I'm just not going to walk with, with Bob and Patricia. I'm just not going to do it. I'm just not going to exercise. Because I, can't do, because I can't do everything I want to do, I'm just not going to do anything at all. And instead of discovering what my limitations are, how God designed me, I've just decided to be defined by what I, what I can't do. And I live my life, some of you have lived your life, can't doing everything. And you're miserable now in your 30s and 40s and some of you 50 and 60 years old. Never making the mark. Never discovering. This is, I know I have limitations. I know God has sort of done this right here. But just because He hasn't called me to do everything doesn't mean I can't do anything. And here's, here's the telltale sign. I always know people who have this struggle. Listen close to me. I always know people who have this struggle because they bounce from thing to thing to thing. Discovering, trying to find out what they're doing. One day, they're, they're a photographer with their iPhone. You know what I'm talking about? It's iPhone photography. And then the next day, it's underwater basket weaving. It's just, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's just something. And the next day, it's, it's dog walker. It's, it's something every day. There's something always different. They're just always trying to discover, what am I doing? Where am I going? What's my life all about? Here's the reason why. Because they haven't discovered their area of destiny. They haven't decided, I have limitations in my life. Now listen close. I want you to get this. There are unlimited possibilities within my limitations. Let that sink in. There are unlimited possibilities within my limitations. There are not unlimited possibilities for anything I want to do. There are only unlimited possibilities within the limitations that God has put in my life. Some of us want to limit God and what God wants to do. And instead of letting God limit us and say, no, 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 this is the limitations. I've designed you to have unlimited possibilities inside of these limitations. I I can only say yes to the possibilities inside of my area of destiny. When you discover this, I'm telling you, if if this will light up in you, this series, I promise you, you will live the most fulfilled life because you'll be able. Now your schedule is slave to your area of destiny. I can't say yes to everything. I can only say yes to the possibilities inside of my area of destiny. I can only say yes to the stuff that is inside of my limitations. When somebody comes and goes, man, anything's possible. No, no, no. Anything's possible as long as I'm living within the area of limitation that God has put in my life. Let me give you a great example of that from the Bible. If you have your Bible, Joshua, the first chapter. Joshua 1 and 3, you know this. Joshua uh, sort of takes over after Moses. Moses dies, not allowed to go to the promised land. Joshua is one of the two spies that comes back uh, 40 years earlier and tells the whole camp of Israel that God can be with us and we can take this mountain. And then and the ten spies said, no, we can't do it. And so they wandered for 40 years. Everybody in that generation dies. Every single living person of that generation alive dies except for Joshua and Caleb. And Joshua and Caleb uh, go into the promised land. Joshua is God's uh, successor to Moses and he starts leading them to the promised land. And here's what he said, I promise you what I promised Moses. This is God talking to Joshua. Now listen close. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, 
You will be on land that I have given you. Stop. Now look at me. Don't look at that screen no more. Some of us have stopped reading. Some of us were raised in a religious context that quit reading right there. And you've thought, I'm just, I'm just going to start walking. I'll just aimlessly wander around. And God said, wherever I set my foot, that He would give me. I'll just, I'll just walk over here, and, I, and, and, and I'll walk over there, and I'll just, everything will be okay. Because God said, wherever I set my foot, He'd give me. And God says, listen, Joshua, I'm going I'm to make you the same promise I made Moses. Wherever you set foot, I'll give you. And then He finishes His sentence, and He starts laying out boundaries. From the Negev wilderness in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north. From the Euphrates river to the east and the Mediterranean sea to the west. From, for, from the land that the Hittites have. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. I'll be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you and do not deviate. Don't turn to the right or the left. And then you will be successful in all you do. Somebody shout amen. Here's the problem. All of the blessing that God promised Joshua came after the boundaries. He said, Joshua, you can be successful and take all the land that I want you to have as long as it's in your area of destiny. He said, I don't want you to go any further than the, than the Negev, the mountains of Lebanon in the north, and the wilderness of Negev. I want you to, on the east, it's the Euphrates River, and on the west, it's the Mediterranean Sea. And that is the land I'm giving you. That's your area of destiny. And inside of this area of destiny, anything's possible. I have unlimited, I'm preaching so much better than you're responding. Listen. Inside of this area of destiny, anything's possible. Outside of this area of destiny, I'm living in sin. Outside of the area, I'm going to wander around and bump my head all around. I'm going to try this job and I'm going to get fired from it. I'm going to try that job and it's not going to work. I'm going to go to this relationship and it's never going to pan out. I'm going to try this thing and it's not going to satisfy me. I'm going to move over here and that, that move didn't make me happy. I'm going to take mama and we're going to buy a house over here and we're never going to be happy with it. I'm going to buy this car and it's not going to work. And then one day in the middle of January, I'm just going to decide, God, you decide what limitations you want me to have. And when I get in my area I'm preaching good when I get in my area of destiny now God can do anything in this area he said everything you do in that area Joshua you will succeed at I want to live that kind of life would you shout amen to that I will calm down in February, but I will not calm down till some of you dream again in January. Till you reawaken that thing and say, God, I want to know what it is you have. I'm tired of wandering around. I can't live another year outside of my area of destiny. I can't live another year going from church to church. And marriage to marriage. And job to job. And town to town. And house to house i got to find out what my limitations are. And then inside of my limitations, I'll be successful in everything that I do. Here's the problem. Most of us want God to give us the full picture before we get there. 
I want you to write this down. This will change your life. God won't complete the puzzle for you. Listen close. He will give you a peace. And then he will give you a peace. God will not complete the puzzle for you. But God will give you a piece of the puzzle. And then he'll give you peace for the rest of the puzzle. I'm going to say it one more time because you're not catching God will not give you every step of the journey. Joshua, all I'm going to do is set boundary lines for you. And then inside of that area of destiny, I'm not going to tell you anything else inside of your area. I'm just going to give you a piece of the puzzle. And then I'm going to give you peace to get inside of your area of destiny and conquer the land. My brothers and sisters, it's been millenniums since that promise. And until Jesus returns to this earth and it becomes a brand new planet, you listen to me. I don't care what side of the political aisle you're on. That land will belong to God's people. Because he promised him from that border to that border and that border to that border. I'll make you successful in everything that you do when you get inside your area of destiny. Some of us are trying to get all the pieces of the puzzle. God, I wish, I wish it was this much. No, 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 you can't, you can't have that much. I, God, I wish you would show me that. No, 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 I'm not going to show you this. I wish you would tell me what to do. No, no, no. Listen, Mitch, if you'll just get inside your area. I prayed when I, when I started coming here. Come on, musicians, help me real quick. When I, when I moved to Bernie, Texas, I said, God, tell me what to do. He said, I'm not going to tell you what to do. Just, just yeah, just a few of you. I, I'm not going to tell God, where are we going to meet? I'm not going to tell you where you're going to meet. God, where, where's our next building going to be? I know some of you are asking, when are y'all going to get out of school? Look, the place is full. We're going to start two services. That's what we're going to do first in February. We're going to fill up both of them. And then, and then, and then some of you say, God, God, where are we going to go next? I don't know where we're going to go next. All I know is this. This was the boundary I was given. So inside of my boundaries, I don't have to have all the answers. I just know I'm living in my area of destiny. I just know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm calling you out of wandering in 2017. I'm calling marriages out of wondering about what I'm supposed to do. Where are we supposed to go? I'm calling you out of, listen, I'm just going to be real frank with you. I'm calling you out of choosing churches. Just choose one. I'd like for it to be this one, but if it's not, get planted somewhere. Just get planted somewhere. Just get inside of some boundaries. There's, there's, there's benefit in planting. I'm calling you to quit moving from job to job this year. Get somewhere and ask God, God, what's your dream for me? Give me the boundary marks and then give me peace once I get in here. Give me the boundary marks. Listen, I don't want you to limit God, but let God limit you. And then work with inside of those limits. I don't want you to limit God. Listen, you'll never find someone that believes more than this preacher that God can do anything, 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 anything. I, as long as I pastor this church, as big as it gets, as many people, as, uh, as many campuses, as much as we expand to the hill country, you listen to me. We will always be a faith church that says God can perform miracles. Anything can happen. But listen, I'm not limiting God by asking Him to limit me. I'm not limiting God's power. I'm saying, God, show me the boundaries of my destiny. I, 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 I want to know that I'm doing what I'm... And then when I get in here, I'm going to work inside of these limits. I'm going to work inside of these limits. Now, once you discover your area of destiny, you're going to have to fight for it. 
Once you discover where you're going, you're going to have to, de- you're going to, have to just decide, I'm just going to fight for it. You're going to have to just buck up and say, I'm going to do this. Listen, you're going to have to actually take action. You're going to have to actually, when Joshua finally got into his area, all that God told him was, here's the boundary marks. What God did not say is right on the inside of that boundary. Listen close. Look at me. If you're, if you're new to the Bible, you ever heard of Joshua fought the battle of Jericho? You remember Joshua? Anybody? Jericho is right inside the boundary line of the promised land. Some of you, as soon as you get into your destiny, there's a battle. And you think, well, maybe this isn't the right thing. Maybe I went to... No, 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 no. Listen, Joshua, you're going to have to fight for this. It's going to be hard work. Max, you're going to have to... It's going to be hard work. Stand up, Max. Max serves on the dream team here. Serving his brains out here. He's in school right now to be a nurse practitioner. Been an RN for years. His family's got three kids. It's hard. It's schedules. It's here and there and everywhere. But he serves like crazy. You know why? Because he got in his area of death. Is it hard? It's hard. Does he sleep? Not a whole lot. It's a lot of battles. But listen, it's hard to fight. But if I'm living in my destiny, I'll do anything. Because God called me to be a nurse practitioner. It's what God called me to be. This is what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. I'm supposed to serve like crazy at church. There are times he comes. To, where's Dathan? Dathan Lowe, stand up. Where you at, Dathan? Is Dathan still in here? He's gone. He's serving outside right now. Dathan works nights. What you don't know is he goes to work Saturday night at 6. He gets off at 6 in the morning and drives to this building and serves until 1 o'clock till you go home. You know why? Because he's in his area of destiny. I'm not telling you it's easy, that you won't be tired, that you're not going to have to fight for it, but I'm telling you, you can do it. I'm telling you, you can get inside of your area of destiny and you can fight for that. And there's victory inside of that. Joshua had to fight for his destiny once he got in it. Joshua 14 and 10 says it like this. So here I am today, 85 years old, and I'm as strong today as the day Moses sent me out. I'm just as, some of you are 55 thinking, I don't know what he's taking, but I ain't trying to be strong today as I was. Joshua said, I'm 85 years old, and I got it just like I had it. I'm just as vigorous to go out. Now, get, I, love, I chose this translation for this one line. Give me this hill country. <laughs> the King James says mountains. I didn't like that, Bob. I wanted hill country. God, give me this hill country. Listen, I don't care how hard we have to fight. It may look like an elementary school to you right now, but I'm in my area of destiny. I'm fighting for this area of destiny. God's going to give us this hill country. God's going to give us everything here. I'll fight hell and battles and giants. and It doesn't matter what happens. I'm living in my area of destiny. Joshua said, you give me that hill. When I heard, you heard yourself that there, that there are giants that live there. And their cities were large. But with the Lord helping me, I will drive all of them out. Joshua said, I'm 85 years old and I still got swagger. Come on, Joshua got his groove back. I still, you know, I'll, I'll fight for it till I'm 90 years old. Joshua said, it don't matter to me. This is what God promised me. This is the dream God gave me. He put me in my area. Destiny. And I'm asking you, this January, I'm asking you today, what's that thing God is trying to put inside? Where are those limits that God's trying to put on you? Where's that? Quit wandering from place to place. Fight for your mountain. Fight for what it is that you got. Listen, Jesus did not say, take up your couch. He said, take up your cross. Get off your couch and do something, my friends. Let's do something. Let's decide. Let's say, God, I don't want to limit you, but limit me. I'm tired of wandering around from place to place. Give me my area of 
destiny so that I can dream again in Jesus' name. Stand to your feet all over the house. I know I'm preaching like a wild man, and I, I, I used to apologize for it, but I don't, I don't apologize anymore. It's just what I am. Y'all, y'all just going to have to. Y'all, this is what I do. This is what I do. Y'all, in January, listen, in February, I'm preaching about love, sex, and marriage. I won't get wild. <laughs> I'll teach, and y'all just think, who is that little Baptist boy up there? Look at that little teacher. Look at him. But, but when we talk about dreaming and destiny, I can't help it. Because I want you to be successful. I want you to find your place. That's why we have growth track here. That's why. It's, listen, today after church, there are going to be people that join growth track. Some of you have been deciding, and you're, just going, you're going to follow that team all the way to the growth track room. Here's the reason why. Growth track is all about you discovering your area of destiny, discovering your purpose. What am I supposed to do with my life? I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to, I told you, Max, this is what I'm supposed to do. He, he leads in presence here. Dathan, just, he comes and leads all the hosts in the room. All that stuff on your chairs, all these chairs set up, that's, that's his area of destiny. He discovered it at growth track. He decided, man, God, God gave me gifts to do that. He's an administrator somewhere else. And, and when he gets here, he's, he's, He's serving like crazy. Some of you need to find your area of destiny. You need to find that thing. You need to ask God, God, what's that dream that you can put inside of my heart? Let's bow your heads. Let's pray together. I want to ask God to help you pray. I want to ask God to move in your life and give you that area, give you that thing. Come on, every head bowed. I want you to close your eyes, Father. I just thank you that you're moving in this room right now. There are people who have lived 2016 wandering around, trying to decide what am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to go? How am I supposed to make a living? How am I, where, what relationship, God? Where am I supposed to go next? And I don't know, I, what, what major am I supposed to have? Where do you want me to be? And today, I pray there's a dream that awakens inside of their heart. That God, there be some limitations you may put on them. There may be some boundaries that you set in their life and say, get inside of that area of destiny. Get inside of those limitations. God, show me the boundary marks of my life. Show me where you want me. Don't let me waste my life pointing my gun at somebody else's arrow, somebody else's target. God, I don't don't want to shoot. I don't want to make a bullseye at somebody else's target. I want to shoot straight ahead where I'm supposed to be. I, I, I want to be in the center of what you want me to be. Show me my area of destiny. And nobody's looking around and everybody's eyes are closed. And you're in the room today and you need that. You say, man, I need that so desperately. God, I need that. I, I, I feel lost. I feel like I'm wandering. I feel like I don't know where I'm at. You just raise your hands boldly. Come on. You're preaching to me right now. Hands are up everywhere. Moms and dads and husbands and wives. Come on. Hands are up all over the place. There's nothing. There's not, nobody to be embarrassed. Somebody's looking at you. God, I want to know my area of destiny. If that's you, I want you to pray something like this in your heart. Say, God, I surrender. I surrender. I surrender. I give you my dreams. I give you my, I give you, God, give me vision for my life. God, I've been living with this poor vision so long, I don't even know I've got it, but give me vision. God, show me which way to go. Show me how I'm supposed to make it. God, give me exactly where you want me to step, every step of the way. God, your word says that the steps of a good man, a good woman are ordered of the Lord. Order my steps. Show me which way to walk. And then when I get to my destiny, 
Give me boundary marks. Give me some lines where I know this is where I'm supposed to be. This is how I'm supposed to live. This is where I'm God, I surrender that. Give me my limitations. Help me to uncover, to discover. God, I repent of my sin. God, I give you all of that stuff I've covered up in my life, that sin that's covered up my destiny. I repent of all of that, and I give it to Jesus. I pray, God, you would wash my heart, wash my mind. God, cleanse me of all of that stuff that's covered up my destiny so that I can serve you fully and know exactly what you have planned for me. In Jesus' mighty name.